This is a, a voice uh, recording with Dr. Chetna Krupalu. Uh, a, a question is being asked here regarding personal power and taking back one's power. So she's going to elaborate on that uh, right now. What is power? Um, power means we have the ability or we have the capacity to do what we want. Um, that is my definition of power. So, and what am I saying by um, taking back the power? Um, it means that for most of the time in our lives, um, when things happen around us, circumstances are created, situations, situations are created, um, we become victims of our circumstances and situations and people who have hurt us, uh, people have, who have been responsible uh, for our um, emotions, things like that. And what happens is we become, when I say we become a victim, I mean that we give away our power to those people or circumstances um, and become um, you know, and they, and become powerless. Uh, at least that's how um, we feel, um, because we feel that that person's responsible for the way I am right now, um, and that situation is responsible for the way I feel right now. Um, that may all be true, and in fact, I would say ninety percent of the time it is true, because that is the reality. Then that that is why we feel a certain way. They've wronged us. They shouldn't have behaved like that. They made the bad choices or the wrong choices, and that's what we—that's why we feel like this. But the bottom line in this is, um, even if that's true, we are not feeling good. It makes us feel awful. It makes us feel, um, you know, you know, fearful, um, doubtful, not being able to trust people anymore, um, stressed out, um, however you want, all the negative emotions you can think of. So that is not helping us and that is not our true nature. So how do we um, interpret that? The most important thing we need to know is whatever the reality outside of us, we always have the power to observe where our thoughts are going, which is in turn creating these emotions. So even if somebody's wronged us, if it's not really helping us and actually hurting us, we are in charge of our thoughts and emotions and we can really control them and um, change them and replace them. To ch Again, it's not going to happen in a day, but if we do that repeatedly and we are aware of where our thoughts are going, because what happens, another thing which happens in our lives are when these situations happen in the past, we bring them into the present and we kind of run it like a CD um, in a replay mode again and again and again. And what it does is it becomes like a habit for us to you know, blame others and, you know, become a victim. And this in turn um, creates this negative loop which affects the whole um, biological system in our body. 
and these every thought creates energy and every these energies are creates um a certain behavior um because you make these choices because of these thoughts and now the behavior um leads to certain experiences because if you don't if your behavior is one of uh, anger uh, frustration it's going to create an experience of not feeling so good in your body with the heart rate going up the blood pressure going up and that in turn causes emotions which is um again of not you know just not feeling good and these emotions you know the way the whole biological system works go back to the thought process again so let me give you an example what i mean by that is let's say um you have um you know this loop is going on and on and you have this in the you know the body has become used to this emotion of feeling not so good every time you think of a thought um the way it works in the long term is the body receptors change to create a new equilibrium in your body so when these emotions happen the body is looking to be in the same state so what it does is it creates it it looks at the brain which is a record of the past and it brings on more thoughts to keep that emotion going mm-hmm. and you don't like it but that's the familiarity you be, you know you've known and you become familiar with these emotions and these thoughts mm-hmm. so you stay in it so what can we do about it so the idea is to first like i was telling you is to be aware of these thoughts when they come in and change them into what you want now it's not so easy to change it um you know when when you're upset or um when your mind is not you know calm or anything like that that is where meditation becomes a big uh possibility a gateway so when you meditate you go into that space where you go into the neutrality where you're not associated with this personality who has these emotions who has these thoughts and everything so when you go into that neutrality is the possibility of creating a new future mm-hmm. so then you have to you have to get to that state of course during meditation so what happens when you sit and all these thoughts come charging at you you sit with it and till the thoughts dissipate even though it's the most uncomfortable thing because most of the time um from what i've heard from patients from people and everything they say i couldn't sit any longer it was so frustrating that i had to get up and go and you know why this happens is because the body has become your mind over time mm-hmm. and it is that subconscious which you keep playing again and again so the body doesn't like to be in a different state it's mm-hmm. reminding you that these are the thoughts which created these emotions go back to it so what you are trying to transcend that and say that no i'm going to sit and you're going to literally like you say to your pet say to your body stay sit be patient and every time you do it in your meditation and overcome it and then there is calmness which comes after but you have to be patient enough to get to that state where you experience that calmness so every time you do that you're sending a different message to mm. your body and that is the only way you can actually change the whole loop or break the loop and recharge mm-hmm. or re um invent a new loop so it can give you a new um reality in general so uh dr chetna uh, thank you for that a very elaborate and very nice uh exposition uh 
I particularly liked the loop uh, description. Um, my follow-up question here is that, yes, I think anyone listening to this, including me, uh, would agree to what you're saying, that this, is, this sounds correct. The reality of what happens many times in meditation is that you know, we want to be calm. We want to go into that steady space. But in, on, in many occasions, thoughts seem to just take over. We try to change them, divert them using various techniques. So when that happens, which is a common experience for most people, particularly in the initial stages, when thoughts seem to just take over and there's a lot of frustration, you can't you know, seem to get, get away from that. What do you think needs to be done? Or what's your recommendation when something like that occurs? So what the first thing which is very easy to do, and it's the probably the best thing which calms you down, is breath. So what we can do is when that happens is literally take a deep inhale. And what I like to do is use your heart as your heart's innate intelligence to equilibrate or create a different kind of a homeostasis to the rest of the body. Mm -hmm. Now we know that it's hard, harder for us to use the mind to control or to reestablish the state of equilibrium or alignment or coherence, whatever you can call it, with the other parts of the body. But it's easy to do with breath because we all know how to breathe. So all you have to do is take a deep breath, inhale really long and deep inhale, and you can use it to inhale through your heart space. And then Think of the heart expanding while you're doing it when you inhale and then exhale through the heart into the environment. Mm -hmm. Do this a few times. What happens with this, and they've done research on this in this, um, you know, um, um, actually it's a website called Heart and Math Institute. Right. And what they have said that the heart rate variability is the one which is the most important. So we are using the heart intelligence or the innate you know, intelligence of the heart to expand your heart and increase the vibration of the heart, which is 5,000 times more than the brain. And that along the way will help. Firstly, it, the immediate, immediate uh, effect of that is calmness and you will already start feeling good immediately. So that's what we want in a situation like that when you're meditating and it's going all over the place. The second thing is, uh, as your heart expands and you go on, you know, in a few weeks, I mean, let's start with a few days, with a few weeks, few months, you actually start seeing that your mind can come in alignment too. Now, breath is also a source for calming your mind, but we are trying to use it the opposite way here so that it actually brings everything in alignment. Mm -hmm. And it is, um, you know, they've done research to show how easy it is to do. It's a very simple technique, which is called hard focus. And that's what we're talking about here. So you inhale and then you just feel like inhaling. You can add on certain things, emotions with it if you want to. For example, when you inhale, you say, I'm inhaling unconditional love, affection, compassion, and it makes it bigger because everybody has been through this love and some kind of memory which, you know, um, in, you know, brings on this whole feeling of fuzzy feeling of love and affection and compassion. So you can always bring that feeling in and then mm -hmm. and breathe out the same thing into the environment. Mm -hmm. So that's the first step. So the heart focus can be, you know, the first step and it really helps. So uh, it really helps you calm down immediately. Right. And so you can continue the calmness for a period of time in your meditation. Mm -hmm. And that is fantastic. Now the next step 
what you can do is when you're doing the heart focus you can think of a memory and it is uh where whether it's the birth of a child or whether it's you know a time when somebody got married or um they had a great experience for which you're so grateful for and so appreciative about because why that's important when you add on to it in this breathing thing when you're inhaling and exhaling it is more sustaining because those vibrations have recorded with the heart and the functional mris mm-hmm. that it lasts much longer through the day because you know when you're grateful it really has this vibration which elevates you so much that it is long much more sustaining during the day mm-hmm. so that is the biggest thing i think it's easy to do because we all know how to breathe and it shift your focus from your head, from your mind mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. and you're doing it through the heart and you always feel good when you you know do these things mm-hmm. and and there is proof and you I mean sure. proof is one thing but you have your own proof yeah. evidence to say oh i'd calm down at this moment so mm-hmm. then you can go, go on to whatever um you know um technique of meditation you do and this itself could be a technique of meditation yes yeah. so what you just described is the heart map technique heart nat- math heart map technique right it's m a t h heart math technique mm-hmm. okay right so this is a great technique to use when a person feels overwhelmed by thinking mm-hmm. right so just as a quick follow up and then we can stop yeah. here um what is the connection between the cognitive flow you know uh, particularly when someone is meditating there's a flow cognitively mental flow thoughts are going in different directions and the feelings that are coming so if you can perhaps talk about the bridge between the two mm-hmm. uh because they are together yeah. uh and how the heart math technique uh is uh is uh connected to both of these you know this this bridge so um typically what happens when you're let's say you're not doing the breathing and you are um we we spoke about the so called loop so you get yes. a thought a negative thought that loop is the real problem mm-hmm. because we can all identify with that absolutely. we know that that's there yeah absolutely so when you create a negative thought what happens is that negative thought it creates something like whatever choice you make out of that negative thought and then the choice creates um a kind of a behavior like mm-hmm. whatever you do with it you know with yeah. the thought action mm-hmm. essentially now when you act on certain things that gives you that experience mm-hmm. so whatever that experience is that creates this emotion mm-hmm. and this emotion is usually not good you just feel distressed you don't feel good mm-hmm. you have this negative loop and then this emotion again creates these thoughts. so yes. it's that loop we're talking so mm-hmm. what happens when you do this technique is you're interrupting it because what you're trying to do is we are that's why it's easy to do because when you take a deep breath yeah. what it does is two things it especially when you use the heart space it expands the heart it calms down your blood pressure it calms down your um heart rate um and then it really interrupts the thought pattern that's yeah. number 1 so when you do this you're really using this heart intelligence to interrupt this whole loop so next thing what happens is now your experience changes so when these experience changes the emotion changes so now the emotion is one of calmness one of compassion yeah. one of love because remember we are also bringing the previous experience of something loving or fuzzy feeling or anything like that yeah. so when these changes and the emotion changes it will bring on a new thought pattern 
so that right. is how you're connecting right. or bringing about or alignment from the heart to the brain which mm-hmm. is easier because you saw when you're sitting and meditating you cannot control your thoughts you have 60,000 thoughts a day <laughs> there is no way you can have hold on your thoughts I can tell you different techniques to observe your mind and everything but invariably that only works to like maybe four thoughts and then you really get involved yeah. and then you get distressed because you're completely beside yourself you're overwhelmed so this is why this is really important it works so i usually tell people um to use this technique not only during stressful times this needs to be a pattern a consistent you know um technique where you're using it in the morning throughout the day every couple of hours every three hours and it doesn't have to be for long all it does is interrupts your thought pattern every time you interrupt your thought pattern it also brings the other thing which is beautiful about this is it brings awareness where your thought is where your thought is most of the time we don't even know where a thought process is very much so so that awareness also brings you to make a choice a new choice which creates a new behavior, mm-hmm. which creates a new experience. And that creates a new emotion. And hopefully the next thought will be a better one. So the more and more and more you do this, your whole loop changes. Then you know that you're in control. Okay. Coming back to the power, now you know you are in charge. No matter what the circumstance is yeah. outside of you, yeah. you have the power to change your response yeah. and be a certain way, become whole. And that's exactly. the whole idea. Exactly. Okay. Thank you very much, Dr. Chetna, for all of that wonderful information.